This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. What's going on, man? Hey, John. It's all good. It's like, and um, tonight, you know, we're going back to like a, a subject that is like, well, not quite near and dear to the hearts of like everyone who's listened to this before. But, you know, hey, it's like, you like panties. I like panties. You like fan service. I like fan service. But only when it's done in a imaginative and ambitious way, right? Okay, that silence tells me all I need to know. Am, am I and I guess right. <laughs> nope. It's like that's that's about like the only respectable response like anyone could conjure this like to this podcast. And because like we're going back to the um, works of Akira Hiramoto. And while some people may remember that he is the uh, respectable artist who gave us the uh, story of Daniel Johnson and his struggle at the crossroads with me and the devil blues, he's best known around these parts as the creator of the 28-volume um, fan service masterpiece, um, Prison School. Basically, the story of a bunch of like um, dumbass high school boys who are stuck in a uh, in the transition, in, this, in their school's transition from an, from an all-girls school to an all-boys school, to a co-ed school, but, you know, like, they're it's like, it's just like, it just not, does not work out for them as they run afoul of the uh, Shadow Student Council, um, who was determined to like you know make the school like get the boys out of the school. But the series like it's someone is is one that I that I enjoyed th throughout because um, Hiromoto is a guy who just like looks at um, fan service and goes, yeah, you know what? I've seen plenty of like series though that sh that show um like um breasts and boobs and panty shots, but you know I need to do something more. I need to find out a new way to do these things. Something that, has, that people haven't seen before. And that's kind of what, that's the ambition and idiocy that drove um, Prison School throughout its its 28-volume run. And I enjoyed it, even if um, I will concede that its, it's um, first half is a lot, lot stronger than its second half. And that it ended in a way that basically he just had him going, well, I'm done here. Peace out, y'all. Like, in and like it just ended with like with just him just like you know just quitting, so there you go. But um, because he's a, he's a creator who was like he was determined to like, you know keep going and like and deliver all sorts of new stuff to like to his fans. Well, here we have um his new series, Raw Hero. This is basically you know to sum it all up in one sentence. It's basically it's prison school, both superheroes, because. He just probably looked at the, the present landscape and go and went, Hey, you know what? Everyone seems to like superheroes. I mean, like that Marvel, like Cinematic Universe seems to be pretty popular. There are some people who seem to like that DC um universe like stuff. And ho, oh my god, it's like you know, my hero academia, that's popular, popular as hell. I should get in on this. So what we have here is that Raw Hero is a six-volume series that focuses on the uh, conflict between the uh, justice management team and the special um, act ability liberation front. Now, if I were to give any specific consideration to these like these um, two entities, well, the JMT are basically the uh, like lawful lawful good um, heroes. Like they're like the uh, like it's like the heroes that the uh, like the lawful interpretation of like like of, of superheroes. Like, you know, they're just trying to like you know keep Keep the peace, um, 
and make sure that you know anyone who has any like you know superpowered abilities like are using them for good. Special Ability Liberation Front, however, believe that you know there was recognized that there was some kind of um like incident that basically granted like um, certain people superpower abilities, and they want the government to be more transparent about about that. Um, ostensibly, the uh, JMT are the good guys in the, in the South, are the bad guys. Um, but that's you know all all relative and all because our main character for this series is it's like is Chiaki. He's a uh, it's like he's a high school or even college grad graduate who's basically determined to make sure that his his two brothers, um, Chiharu and Shinatsu, like are, are able to be provided for. But the problem is that when we meet at the, at the beginning of the series that he's not able able to, to do that. He's trying to find a regular regular job, and um, it's like and things things aren't working out well for him. And um, but the thing is, like he's managed to get a uh, it's like an interview with a uh, with a company that basically like um, recognizes his sob story as being a uh, older brother who's pretty able to provide for his his two younger brothers. And all he has to do is just get to the interview on time. Problem is when he um, sees a uh, like an older dude molesting a, a younger woman, it's like on on the train as he's going to that interview, like he um call he calls him out, and um it's like and tries to like you know like you know intervene in this like you know this carriage of injustice, and um when he does this, the uh, molester basically goes, "Wow, I'm so impressed you were able to see through what we we're doing here," because it turns out that this guy is um. A dude named him Kyochiro Tadano, um, also known as Cap to his buddies, because he's the he's a captain in the uh, just management team, and it turns out that he's just um, molesting this girl as a uh, as a sexual role play fan fantasy, and in fact, when he tries to intervene and telling telling like, the uh, people that um, that um, Shaki is going to interview with, no, I totally wasn't molesting this girl. Why why are you even bringing this up, man? It's like, well, it's. Like it, it's really awkward for everyone involved, but he recognizes what 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 what's going on, and so he offers um Chiaki a chance to, uh, you know, come work for him in the JMT. All he has to do is just you know wear this outfit that he's that um that Cap has set up for him, and go to this interview, um that's like um for like for South as they're recruiting new members, and yeah, you know, this seems pretty straightforward. Except for the fact that when uh, Chiaki, you know, goes to um, pick up the uniform, he sees that it's a uh, it's a it's a woman it's a woman's outfit, um, by for a woman by the name of Aman, like Amane Shirasawa, and so he basically realizes that thinks that oh well I guess this is what um, Cap wants me to do so I'll go and dress up as a girl and go to this interview. The thing is though is that um, Amane Shirasawa is Cap's original character that he's created for a. Um, like for a um, for a VTuber experience, and it turns out that, and so like like um, he didn't actually mean for Chiaki to like dress up as this girl, but when he goes to the inter interview, and not only gets to meet um, like Asahimi Asahiyama, the um, elephant-clad um, member of the South, Korita. Like one of their um, higher ups and their big um, bad member, um, Jelly E. Fish. Well, it's like he's basically got to commit to uh, what, um, like the backstory that um, Cap has set up. And wouldn't you know it, it actually actually works because 
while the South basically recognizes that, oh my God, like this, this, the story this girl is telling us, it's like she's basically like you know being you know set up, set up and exploited by a by an evil idol like idol manager. So we're just going to like you know hire her out of pity, you know, in order to make sure that she doesn't get exploited further. So that's that's a setup for like for Raw Hero. You've got Chiaki pretending to be a woman, infiltrating the self, trying to um secure like sure a better livelihood for his like for his brothers. But as as things go on, it's like you know it just gets more more ridiculous as as the series progresses, such as when he meets Amariko, a uh, an aspiring man- manga artist who is totally not jelly e fish, wink wink. And uh, she's trying to uh, you know make you know uh, like you know make her life um, like make make a better life for, her, for herself doing as she wants. And um, while he and even though like, he he's, he uh, you know saves her from like a uh, like from a drunken like from a drunken night drunken night out, and even then just to um, convince her that yeah you know like you should go and produce and pursue your dream dream dreams as a manga artist. It's like there's. There's that, but then there's also the fact that he gets um, like I'm tied up in the uh, like in the GMT's other um, anti um, evil uh, it's like uh, evil person um, uh, offensive known as the uh, the Pussy Rangers. It's like in the, the like Mihono, like she's basically like someone who like who encounters uh, Chiaki as he's coming back home from a uh, like from a south. Um, objective like completely cross-dressed and um finds out that oh my god like he's actually a guy it's like oh my god this is like getting me so hot it's like and she wants to like you know make make him her uh like her new it's like like her new her new bestie and all it's like it's it's ridiculous it's dumb it's like it's over the top it's over the top silly and the short version of this is that hey you know what if you like prison school and you're looking for more like the same kind of like sexy, dumb, ridiculous stuff, then yeah, like Raw Hero, like is gonna is gonna provide for you. It's also like only a quarter as long, like at only six volumes. Now, whether or not that is due to the fact that like uh, the series like you know just wasn't as commercially successful as um as Hiromoto planned, or the fact that you know Hiromoto like it was only that Hiromoto could have kept this going for Long for longer, but then realize that, eh, you know, it's like I might as well just like go ahead and call call this quits, you know, just like quit while on the head and all. So, so there's both are equally val- valid assumptions, but I guess you know it's like in order to like determine your 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 acceptance of like uh, raw hero, there's like a good bit. It's like at the uh, it's like at the end of um volume volume three. Where, uh, where Mariko, um, well, like where, where she's asked Chiaki to come with her to uh, help to make sure things are, like, are you know, presented like fairly enough for her, um, like for her manga edition with an, with an editor for this one for this one magazine. Well, Chiaki is about as healthy, helpful as you expect, and when they all like you know, go to this one, like go to one like uh go to this one apartment to, like, to relax for the evening. Well, volume three ends with um, the editor, you know, coming up to Chiaki um, without any pants on 
and um, he's just like saying, "Hey, you know, you, what, what? Let's let's uh, it's like let's get down to like you know, like it's like uh, like it's like helping get your um get your manga better with the and he's saying this like with he's got a gigantic heart on, and you think of this and think like, oh my god, it's like you know this this is like sexual assault. This is like this is not funny at all." Until you get to the next volume, volume four, when it's realized that when he, she, she, Bernarca basically tells him, my God, why are you coming at me with your, no, with no pants on? And he goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's like, I just, this is how I normally react when I'm, like when I'm at home, I just walk around with no pants on. Like, let me go put, let me go put some underwear and some pants on. And that's it. That's the explanation. It's like, it's, I mean, you hear this and think, my God, this is so goddamn dumb. And it's like, doesn't make any sense at all. And yet that's really how this, how this series and how um, Kiramoto's style operates as a result. And it's also worth noting that, you know, their, like their editorial session convinces as normal, you know, once he puts his pants on and he talks about her series, it's like, yeah, this is a great romantic comedy. You've, you've talked, you've set up here. And she's like, no, there's, there's a comedy here. It's like, uh, Okay, what are you talking about? This is like so dumb. If there's no comedy at all, and when she hears this, like she beats the living shit out of him. So, yeah, that's if you thought that that sounded like um like funny, um and entertaining, like then yeah, go for it at all. But if but if you think that you know this kind of like you know like this kind of like sexual humor is not your cup of tea, then this series is not not for you. Because basically, yeah, it is basically like prison school, the style of pre- comedy presented within prison school, but with superheroes. And um, but one other thing that's worth mentioning is that you know prison school basically ended with um, in a way that felt like Kirimoto was just kind of like, fuck it, I'm done. And um, like Raw Hero, you know, well, I guess it ends better because I guess you know if anyone's listening to this, you're. Want to know what I think of the uh, final volume? And basically, the uh, thrust of the final volume is that, these, the, is that South has um is basically trying to get a revenge against this one um, publication outfit that has basically um, published a, a negative article about them. And so they're going to try and they're going they're going their sensible plan is to uh, blow up um, the it's like it's like the it's like the publication office like in this. Like in this building, the thing is, though, that um, as we're told, it's like it's not—it's not really like a real bomb. And the uh, outside forces, like led by Asahima-san, the elephant guy, like aren't um, you know like don't have like a lot of don't have actually like real explosive force to them. Like this is going to be a big paint bomb to himself inside the office, while Asahima-san like is going to set off some like some RPG paint grenades from outside. You know, it's fun and all. This is. This is cool, except that as we uh, like as we learn, it's like um, later in the story, the uh, bomb that um, Chiaki and his cohorts um, Ryo, Hashi, Kobain, and Posan have set up. Well, it turns out the bomb they've been given is an actual real one that has been given to them by by um, Korida, and it turns out that the reason this is is because that. Um, it's basically like a, a false flag operation. Basically, the uh, the bomb is real because you know, they they want because the GMT wants the South to commit an actual terrorist act 
um, rather than just the actual protests they've been doing, um, so they can round them up as le legitimate terrorists. So, um, catch, it's like the catch is that, um, is that um, Yoroshi, it's like who, well, one thing I haven't mentioned is that um, Chiaki has actually been really good at running his um, South Cell. Um, in the sense that you know, Hoshi is is just basically a uh, love is basically an overweight lovesick doofus, it's like who is in love with um, Chiaki's female female persona, even up until the point where like you know, like where Chiaki just like you know bummed out of his mind because he may not he realizes he he's ruined his relationship with Mariko, goes to take a uh, goes goes to use the bathroom with Hoshi and realizes that oh my god it's like. Like I'm a girl, but I'm actually using the, the urinal standing up with this guy. And um Hoshi realizes and I goes, Oh my god, the person I've been, I'm in love with is actually actually has a penis. And well, what does he do? Well, um Hoshi to to his credit, because he's been basically just been like a uh, like a kind of an unlikable troll, like up to this point. He basically realizes that you know what? Like he uh he takes um guitar wolf's um proclamation in in uh, wild deer that that is loves those old boundaries nationalities or genders. It's like and he's basically determined to uh, let um Chucky know that he loves him regardless of whether or not the fact that he has a penis, both by like, eating lots of bananas and then by deep trip throating as many bananas as he can. So yeah, that's that that's what that's where he is at. The beginning of volume, beginning of volume six, and as they're trying to, uh, you know, like like lay the bomb, it's like in this, um, it's like in this office. Only the thing is, like you know, once uh, Chiaki is captured by some of, by some of the Souths, um, uh, like uh, uh, like officers, and and as well as their inside person with the, uh, it's like with their, uh, sorry, Chiaki is captured by um. By the GMT's um, top operative, and also by their um, by their spy within the South, like they realize that he tell like they tell them you know what like uh, what the deal is, and that hey you know like we want to uh, blow the South to blow up this office, we like you know this terrorist. Problem is that uh, that uh, Hoshi, who has been given the bomb, is so dumb that that um, he's just you know banging the bomb against against the surface and. Because like he just he's just bored and all, and well, it's like it comes down to a Chucky to basically tell tell she that you know like they're, that he's actually been given a real bomb, and um, that he's got to like you know find a way to like separate it from his hand in order to uh, you know get get him out of here, and the fact that it turns out that um, the South is not are not a bunch of complete idiots, and they've actually got an idea of who the actual spy is within. Um, there's within the organization so it's basically this leads to like a fairly fairly ridiculous climax that that um also involves it's like uh it's like um threats to cut off hand threats to cut off hands a uh the problems with um you know setting up your hand as a uh, usb charging point and also you know the fact that you know the one guy in your operation who doesn't speak any english may actually be the most capable um, operative of your like like of your whole group and um when it, it's like when it all climaxes well 
you get you get the uh, um, first volume flashback that basically lets you know that um, that oh wait, Kirimoto actually did have kind of a plan for for this, but not really. It's like you just had it's kind of strikes me as an all-purpose um, plan plan to uh, like hey, you know, like this this um this prophecy could have been fulfilled by at any point, but you know at the end of volume six, it's good enough for me, and. You know, and then Chucky, you know, tries to do the right thing, but because he's kind of a dope, fails to do that. But in the end, actually, kind kind of has kind of has a good ending, and you know, works things out for his for his family, maybe for his co-workers, but certainly not for his um for his girl, because there's because it because volume six does kind of the feeling that you know he was kind of like. That um, Hiromoto was forced to wrap things up right now, but I don't know. It's like it's a better wrap up than than we got the prison school. And if I'm being honest, you know, prison school was a uh, was a 28 volume series, and I realize that's a huge commitment for anyone to dive into. But Raw Hero, you know, it's only six volumes, and I think that it does a good job of showing you what the creator is all about within that length. So basically, I think that you know, like you know, as much as I want to rec- recommend Prison School, I think that Raw Hero is a much better, um, you know, exemplar of um, Hiromoto's um, overall style. So, if you read this series, uh, all six volumes, and you think that hey, you know what, I want more, it's like then yeah, it's like Prison School is there and waiting for you. But if you read this, and you think yeah, this is about it. I'm with it then maybe don't dive into it but still i think that um both series kind of like, like um exemplify like kirimoto is kind of the guy who's like modern master at fan service for someone like, as old as i am because you know it's like i've got the internet it's like i've got all the all the access to boobs and butts it's like and whatever that you can which you want but he's a guy who's just determined to find new and interesting ways to present them in a way that, you know, hey, I that I can appreciate for uh, lack of a better term. So so there's that. Like I, I do recommend Raw Hero, but like, like I said, it's 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 good. Like, you know, if you're looking for like, you know, you know, like fan service material presented in a more ambitious manner than just, hey, you know, here's boobs, here's butts, you know. There you go. Boobs and butts. Come exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's an interesting point of view. And yeah, I've seen fan service everywhere. <laughs> well, I mean, you've been around longer than I have, John, so I certainly hope you would have. Yeah. Well, I mean, and huh, how do I, what do I think of fan service? There's a line. <laughs> It kind of, it kind of, at this point, I think it's like as old as we are, we kind of like want to see creativity in how like our fan service is deployed, and that's that's what I appreciate about Hiromoto's style. And that's the example I would throw out is like, hey, look, if they're if it's, um, yeah, fan service, you know, there's some real criticism against fan service, but then there is, yeah, the, the flip side of it, which is like it's. Uh, well, um, it, yeah, it's there, but how about the rest of the story? Does it actually hold up? Is it so a lot of the things there? So sometimes, yeah, it's there. 
Um, but, you know, and this goes beyond manga and anime. It, it actually goes into other... I've heard this even being made, you know, like criticisms of fan service being made. And, you know, I'm like, you know, uh, let's say certain Star Wars television shows. <laughs> so, it's mm -hmm. like, okay, all right, but how's the story you know things like that so yeah it's kind of an interesting topic really um you know and this sounds pretty uh you know if it gets your recommendation hey that's worth checking out so do you know what you're going to be talking about next time well if my the final volume of oku arrives um in time for the next podcast then it's going to be that um if not well i i've got some stuff I like to talk about in my uh, to review library that we'll talk about instead. So there you go. It'll it, right. it'll hopefully be Oku, but um, if not, it'll be something else. All right. Well, that sounds great. We'll talk to you next time on Context with a Brick. All right. Later, everyone. <laughs>